Hey everyone, welcome to In Shape Radio, a show to help you get fitter, stronger, healthier and happier, and of course, in better shape. I'm your host, Ryan Lewin, and I've dedicated the last 14 years of my life to my education and experience as a health and fitness coach. From completing a master's degree in exercise physiology, to qualifying as a registered nutritionist, and coaching hundreds of clients along the way. I'm here to give you a one-stop shop for evidence-based and results-proven advice to help you with your own body and health journey. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode number, I don't even know, 13, 14, I guess, with the prep ones. I don't know. Who cares? Welcome back. In good spirits today, feeling good. The sun is out. There's a nice blue sky looking at me as I record the podcast. Although the wind has been crazy this week, hasn't it? If you're in the UK, it's been it's been insane. I um I was walking to the gym on Monday, and as I was crossing the road between my flat and the gym, um, because I do live literally like five minutes away from the gym, I'm I'm lucky like that. Uh, the wind was insane, and as I was crossing, it blew my hat and my headphones off my head. And when they went flying across the junction at rush hour and I was scurrying across the road to get my headphones. They were broken from the impact and the cars were coming at me. Oh, it was crazy. But yeah, the wind's been the wind's been pretty mental this week. But the sun is shining and it is a blue sky, which is a nice thing to see. Last weekend of January, I'm off for my first kind of like digital detox weekend this weekend um, in the Peak District. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good too. I hope you've had a fantastic start to the year. And um, right, without laboring those points any, anymore, let's get into it. So today is the second part of the muscle building series. So this one is all about nutrition. And I've also got lined up straight after this recording to record like a summary episode and with, with like the key points and the key takeaways because I appreciate there's a decent amount of information across two podcast episodes and I want to make sure the podcast is practical. I don't want it to just be information that you can't really go away and use. So there is going to be a summary episode. And I, especially because the the training one last week, that's the first time I've explained that stuff with just audio. So with my clients, they've got like webinars and video demonstrations and all sorts of stuff where I'm walking them through it. And obviously when I was a personal trainer in the gym, it's much easier to explain some of these concepts. Um, so I don't want the information to kind of overwhelm i want it to be something that you can go away with so there will be a summary episode that just gives you the absolute takeaway key points from both episodes Uh, but still stick around and listen to this one because this one i would say is a little bit more concise and also you know it'll give you the the key information behind the nutrition side of it so when you're looking at your nutrition and you're thinking about muscle building in particular most people automatically think of like bulking phases so they think i'm going to go on a bulk i'm you know and then a cut, and then a bulk. And the problem is with this, for most people, you actually need to go through a period of a calorie deficit first before you go into an official bulking phase. So I'm not going to say like specific, like what you've got to look like, but as a rough, rough rule of thumb, if if you're you're a a man, you should probably be aiming for somewhere between 10 to 15% body fat before going into a proper structured gaining phase i'm not going to say bulking because i hate the word i'm going to say gaining phase because i'm i'm politically correct (laughs) Uh, if you're a woman somewhere around sort of like 20 percent around there like it's it's difficult to give specifics it's very person dependent 
But really, you want to get yourself in good shape before you go into a calorie surplus. Because if you go into a calorie surplus when you're not in great shape already, it's going to gradually lead to, to more body fat gain, which is obviously not good for health. Uh, and also, it just makes everything a little bit more efficient. And it means that the muscle that you do build, you're going to have to diet for that long to take it off. It's just going to be a horrible process. So you're better off getting lean first. However, that does not mean that you will not build muscle um, just because you're in a calorie deficit. You can build muscle and lots of it in a calorie deficit if you've got body fat to lose. So the way to think about this is every pound of body fat that you've got stored on your body is essentially stored energy. So it's for every pound of body fat, there's about 3,500 calories within that pound of body fat that you can use for fuel. And that's essential. when I say fuel, I mean energy through the day to, to complete your, your sort of processes and moving around and all that sort of stuff. So if you've got 10 pounds of body fat to lose, that's 35,000 calories worth of energy that your body has stored in its reserves. So that's what fat loss is. You provide your body with less energy than, than you're actually burning and it has to tuck into its fat stores. Like you can't just go without that energy because that's you know not how energy works. So it will do that by tucking into its fat stores. So if you are in a calorie deficit and your goal is fat loss or weight loss, whatever you want to call it, and you are training and you're training with you know decent principles from, from last week's episode and you're doing some of the things that I'm going to talk about today with protein, you will still build muscle despite getting leaner. And that's essentially what I do with clients. It's like body recomposition transformations where we're bringing body fat levels down and we're building muscle at the same time. And that's what leads to that kind of like athletic, toned, trim, whatever you want to call it, that that sort of look. Um, if you've not seen any of my results, like just go over to Instagram, at In Shape With Ryan, and just you'll see what I mean with the, the sort of like gym transformations that I do. Um, that's what we're looking to achieve. So you can build muscle whilst losing fat. So don't think, you know, if you've got 10, 15 kilos of body fat to lose, don't be disheartened that I'm saying you can't go into a gaining phase because a gaining phase is just a calorie surplus. It doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that when you are dieting, you're not going to lose muscle. Uh, you're not going to gain muscle. So go through that process first, get yourself in good shape. And then once you are in a position where you've not actually got that much body fat on your body, your body is going to be a little bit more resistant to building muscle because it doesn't really want to tap into fat stores once you're in that position of not having that much left. So it gets a little bit more resistant. So that's where you would then transition into a, a, a proper gaining phase. But again, from a calorie perspective, you don't want to push your calories up to 5,000 calories a day if you're only actually burning 2,500. Unfortunately, for most of us, we don't get to go on the bulking phases that you've seen The Rock do with his pancakes, stacks, and burgers, and all that sort of stuff. And this is where most people go wrong. They'll go into, they'll call it a bulking phase, and they'll think they've got a green light to just eat as much crap as they want. Calories go through the roof, and unfortunately, you will gain body fat quicker than you build muscle. So you just, all that happens is you aren't happy with how you look within 12 weeks, and then you want to go on a diet again because you feel and look horrible. Like, you're just like, I, I don't want to, you know, 12 weeks ago, I looked <clears throat> good, and now I don't, so I want to go on a diet. So you don't want to rush your calories up too fast. Um, so usually for most people, I would start a maintenance. So if, if I take someone through a dieting phase, or if I go for a dieting phase myself, all that I would then do is bring calories back up to an estimated maintenance and start the gaining phase from there. 
maximum from the for the first maybe like three to six months of a proper muscle building phase would then be like I say three to five hundred calorie surplus and then just see how the body responds and just take it slow try and maintain overall good shape like don't don't let yourself get too out of shape because like I say it's, it's not good from a health perspective and you're just going to want to go back into a diet cool so that's calories Question first, do I realistically need to go for a bit of a transformation and get myself in shape before I go into a muscle building phase? If you answer yes to that question, do that first. And then focus on some of these key things that I'm going to talk about now in relation to protein. So in the absence of calories, as long as your protein is, is good and you're doing a few of these things, you are going to build muscle. And the first thing to think about is how much protein are you consuming per day? So anywhere between 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day is where you want to be aiming. So take your body weight, times it by 1.6, then times it by 2.2, and there's your protein range that you're aiming for. If you are in quite an aggressive deficit and you are going through a fat loss phase, you might want to consider going to the upper range of it. But somewhere anywhere between that range, on average, you're going to have enough protein available for building muscle. And the way to think about what protein actually does is, again, going back to a couple of the points I mentioned last week, training, if you're training with weights and you're causing a little bit of muscle damage, those muscle fibers that you're damaging are made up of protein. So you're basically damaging your muscle protein when you weight train. So that provides the stimulus. And then when you consume protein through the diet, protein is broken down into building blocks called amino acids. And they are then used to rebuild the muscle. But what happens is over time, your body will keep rebuilding the muscle a little bit stronger by adding more muscle fibers or bigger muscle fibers. And over time, that results in more muscle being developed. The, the most useful thing to know about protein without it getting too confusing is the frequency. So the amount of times that you eat protein through the day is important. So let's just say you've calculated that you need to eat 150 grams of protein per day. You ideally want to have that spread through the day in four to six servings for, for maximum results. So that can be three meals and one or two snacks that contain, say, 20 to 40 grams of protein, depending on you know where you're at with, with your targets. It, um, it, it doesn't need to get any more complicated than that. Having one mass, so if you went and had a big mix grill that had 150 grams of protein in, and then you didn't have any further protein for the whole day, that would result in suboptimal gains because there's like a maximal amount of, of sort of like protein absorption that your, your body can process from a muscle building perspective at any one time. Um, so you're better off calculating your protein target and then trying to distribute it. It doesn't need to be precise. It doesn't need to be exactly 30 grams per serving. Um, the numbers that you would put on it is, is somewhere between 0.3 to 0.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight in each serving. So that's the way that you would calculate it on a, on a sciencey level. But for most people, to keep it simple, just think between 20 and 40 grams of protein per serving four to six times a day. That's going to, that for, for you know 90% of people, that's going to be completely fine. And this is why some things that you'll find in the shops that say high protein on them, and then you look, and they've actually got five grams of protein in. I always look at those things and just think, it's just not doing anything. If you, if you consume five grams of protein in a serving, if your goal is to build muscle, which is ultimately why a lot of these things have got high protein slapped on them these days, it's, not, it's just not going to do anything. That's why if you look at like a, 
the, the protein yogurt parts, the protein puddings, the protein bars, all of them will say they've got 20 grams of protein in because 20 grams of protein is kind of like the minimum that you're going to want in a serving for it to have an effect on muscle building. So obviously, a lot of those companies are targeting people that are into health and fitness. So they've done a little bit of research, they've, they've done a good job of that and they've got it right and they've put 20 grams of protein on stuff and that's why. So 20, 20 to 40 grams, four to six times a day and you will be golden. Now, within those building blocks, there are a couple that, you, well, there's one that you really need and that's leucine. So leucine is the main building block for, for muscle building out of the 16 amino acids. And if you consume meat, fish, dairy, whey, you, you'll be fine. Like all of those are very, very rich in leucine. So you don't need to necessarily worry about your leucine intake. But, <clears throat> sorry, if um, if you are vegan or, you know, veggie and you're not eating eggs, then you definitely do want to consider some supplementation because a lot of plant-based protein sources aren't that high in leucine at all. Like the leucine content of meat, dairy and fish is a lot higher. So if I work with a client who is vegan and they want to build muscle, again, if it's just generally losing a bit of weight this isn't necessarily a, a focus but if you are wanting to go for a body transformation and build muscle um then i do look at supplementation so getting some leucine into the diet through supplements because leucine is is really important without leucine even if you you're eating if you eat 120 grams of protein a day just from broccoli you're not going to get the leucine that you want to, to really sort of like get the most out of your muscle building so leucine is important but as i say if you do eat meat fish you know you might have a shake or two you eat some Greek yogurt, protein puddings, protein bars, all these things, you will, you'll be fine with your leucine. So you don't need to worry about that bit too much. So they're the, that, that, that's kind of like your foundations, total protein, and then split that protein between sort of four to six servings a day. That, that's your, your optimal. Then you could, there's another couple of things that you want to pay attention to. So the timing in relation to like training and sleep. So you don't need to be worry about getting a protein shake in 15 minutes after your session or it's all gone to waste. However, muscles are generally at their peak stimulation for, for 24 hours to 72 hours after training, let's say. But there is a benefit to having some protein go in between one to two hours after training. So maximum time after training that you want some protein is two hours. So it for most people... Just keep it in practical terms. If you go to the gym at five o'clock after work and then you go home and have your dinner at half six, you're fine. If that dinner contains a bit of protein, which if you're working with me, it definitely will. Um, if, if you're not working with me, then just make sure it's got protein in. You're fine. So you don't need to necessarily be timing it on a timer. It's just generally how it's going to work. Like most people are going to eat after the gym because you're hungry, right? If you're not, and you really don't have an appetite and you're not eating for six hours after the gym, if you're training at six o'clock in the morning, and you're trying to do time-restricted feeding and not start eating until 12, you might want to reconsider that and at least put in like a protein shake in or something. So that's where protein shakes can be useful. Um, and the beauty with like I said, whey protein or casein protein or soy protein, when you get it in a supplement form, is they are kind of like really good quality in terms of like their amino acid profile. So they will have lots of leucine in. So they are good. They are good as like a convenience option for sure. They're not magic. So protein shakes aren't magic for, for building muscle, but they um, they definitely are handy to have in the house just for those times when you're, you're a bit short on time or you're, you're training early in the morning and you just need a little bit of protein after. 
Then you've got pre-bed. So when I say pre-bed, I mean sort of like, say like an hour to two hours before you go to bed. Again, that might just be your dinner. Um, if you are just having, if you're training in the evening and then you go into bed at say like nine, 10 o'clock, you might want to consider having your dinner and then having a small supper that contains protein. The, a perfect, perfect one to have is like Greek, 0% Greek yogurt um, with a little bit of fruit or something to give it a bit of flavor and texture. But Greek yogurt is high in a, a form of protein called casein protein. And that's a slow release form. So when you're asleep, that's where you are building muscle. So you train in the gym, you provide the stimulus, you pump your body full of protein. Well, it's a bit extreme, but you eat protein. Um, and then when you're asleep, that's where you get your maximal kind of like rate of repair. So having some protein in the evening before you go to bed, one to two hours before is great. You could have oats with a scoop of protein powder mixed in. That's, that's one of my go-tos because uh, then you've got some carbohydrates in there as well and carbs are good for sleep. We won't go into that too much now because there is a sleep episode coming pretty soon. Um, but yeah, oats and whey powder or Greek yogurt or you know something like that. It's easy to digest. It's not too heavy. You, know, you don't want to be ramming down a 200 gram fillet steak or a burger an hour before you go to bed because you won't sleep great. But just something nice and easy to digest like that um, would be good. And that makes the most sense from a timing perspective. Everything else, you don't need to worry about what time of day you're doing it. As long as you've got your total protein, you're splitting it between four to six meals, uh, four to six servings, and then you're paying a little bit of attention to your post-workout protein and pre-bed protein. That, if you're doing that and you're training properly, you will build muscle. It's as simple as that. You don't need to worry about calories, you don't need to worry about much else. But there are a couple of other things that you do want to pay attention to just from a microscopic benefit level, let's say. But they are worth paying attention to. Once you get into the swing of things and you kind of, you've got your foundations there. So carbohydrates, pre-workout. So about, again, one and a half to two hours before you train, having something containing carbohydrates, whether it's a snack, like a couple of rice cakes or a couple of slices of toast with a banana or something like that. Or if it's a meal with some sweet potato, rice, bread, pasta, whatever, um, about one to two hours before training does have performance benefits. And if you've got performance benefits from carbohydrates, you're going to be able to train harder. And if you can train harder, you're going to get more stimulus. If you get more stimulus, you'll get more protein synthesis. So you'll get more muscle building. So it has like a knock-on effect. And then there is also a very, very small benefit from insulin that has like anabolic benefits, um, but it's, it's just not worth getting into the detail of that. But if you can... Aim to have something with carbohydrates two hours before you train. Um, you could have literally trying to keep it practical. Okay, not necessarily quote unquote the healthiest, but stuff like Rice crispy Squares bars. Have a couple of those in your bag. Have those before you train. They're not very filling. So they're not, they're not like great if you're on a fat loss plan. Um, my pre-workout meal at the moment is a chicken pita bread or... Um, Half a rice pack, like a tilde microwave rice pack, just because they're easy with a bit of chicken as well. Um, that's that's kind of like my easy pre-workout go-to at the moment. And then fats. So fats are essential for health and they do have an important role in hormones. So as you probably know, testosterone and estrogen play a key role. Like obviously testosterone tends to be the one that, that, that people will take um, extra in like for enhanced bodybuilders that sort of thing um but 
your natural regulation of these hormones that are important for building muscle is supported by having a, a adequate fat intake. So you, your fat should be 0.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. That That's kind of like the, the minimum that you want over time. Now, having the odd day or the odd week where you are a bit under that, if you are in a fat loss phase and you've got body fat to lose and stuff, it's not necessarily the end of the world, but you do just want to track things like energy, um, training performance. Like if, if I, so when I'm working with a client, I'm tracking all of these things. If they are under on their fat intake, but they're feeling good and they're training well and sleep's good, there's, there's, there's no sign that they're struggling with anything. It's not, I don't stress them out by recommending these minute little changes. However, if you are under on fat for too long, you probably will get to a point where you start to feel a bit shit because of it. So you want to pay attention to that. So half a gram per kilogram of body weight. So carbs and fats, they're kind of like the, they do have some benefits paying attention to them when it comes to muscle building. Obviously health is a completely different story. Um, but yeah, supplements. The one that I think a lot of people wish, <laughs> wish they worked a little bit better than they did. Um, and they were the, the magic pill solution. But unfortunately, you cannot fast track building muscle, especially if you're doing it naturally. However, there are a couple of things that you can do. So creatine monohydrate is literally one of the most researched and cheapest supplements on the planet. And it basically provides your most explosive energy system with a bit of extra fuel. So it's really, really good for training performance. Um, it also has cognitive benefits as well. But again, if you're able to train harder for longer, it's going to give you more stimulus, which again, gives you more muscle building. So it's worth considering taking some creatine as well, for sure. Um, if your goal is to build a physique, build muscle, get in shape, do a transformation, all that stuff, it's worth adding it in. So it, th there are some myths around creatine. So it does cause a little bit of water retention. So within the muscle, it will pull water when, it, when you're storing creatine within the muscle, just like with carbohydrates. But that's not a bad thing. Like having extra water in your muscle doesn't, you can't see it, like it doesn't do anything, but it does impact scale weight. So if you are someone that stresses out over scale weight, especially if you're in a fat loss phase and you're taking creatine, just be prepared that the creatine initially might cause the scale to be a little bit unpredictable and a bit up and down and you might see it go up a little bit. But don't panic. Like if you can ride that out and you can just ignore it, then it's, it's worth doing. But if you are someone that gets really sort of like emotionally attached to the scale, regardless of what I say, you either want to maybe don't consider creatine or stop weighing yourself when you take it. But I would say the benefits definitely outweigh the, the not taking it side. So take creatine. Then you've got omega-3 and vitamin D. So they just support your immune system, but your immune system does play a key role in muscle building. So if your immune system is functioning well, you will probably build muscle a little bit more efficiently. So supplementing with omega-3 and vitamin D are literally like all-rounders. Like if I was to recommend two supplements to everyone in the world, it would be those two um, because they're incredible. They're, they are incredible. And again, there is a supplement episode coming up, so I'm not going to go into them too much, but they are good for muscle building. All right. And then the last point that I want to touch on is sleep. Touch on, because again, there is one coming, but sleep is where you build muscle. So it makes sense to just touch on it in the muscle building episode. When you are asleep is where you'll maximally build the most muscle. So trying to get 79 hours of sleep will help, but... 
I don't want you to be listening to this and thinking if you you know if you're a busy parent and you only get four hours of broken sleep at the minute. Don't think it's the end of the world. It's really not. Like you can still you you do still build muscle. You're still getting a little bit of sleep and you are still building muscle through the day. It's just things might be a little bit slower for a period of time. But at the end of the day, you've got kids and I'm sure that outweighs the the joys of having an extra half a centimeter on your biceps over the next six months, right? So don't stress about it too much. But what I will say is if you are in a deficit and you are struggling with sleep for whatever reason, whether it's kids or not, just make sure your protein intake is probably on the upper end of the range that I said. So the 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. <laughs> God, it's like a, it's a mouthful that is. Um, make sure you're on the upper end of that just to support the whole process if you're not getting enough sleep. And then last point that I wrote on the bottom of my notes <laughs> that I should have included in the supplement section. BCAAs are a waste of time. So taking BCAAs for training are a waste of time because most of the time they don't have the leucine in. If you are going to take them, you want to take, they have leucine, but but not enough. You want to take EAAs, so essential amino acids, because they will have more leucine. However, you only need to take those really if you are really, really struggling to hit your protein targets. Because if you're getting enough protein from food and dairy and maybe a whey shake here and there, like, you don't need to take extra amino acids because if you're hitting your protein targets from food, it's, it's just not going to have any added benefit. So you're just wasting your money. Uh, my gym drink used to contain EAAs, I won't lie. It now contains squash. <laughs> I literally drink sugar-free squash when I'm in the gym. Before I train, I have a non-stim pre-workout on my creatine, um, but I, I don't drink any amino acids during training anymore. So yeah, don't worry about those. They're a waste of money. All right, cool. So that's the nutrition component. And I'm not going to go into a summary too much now. But basically, just make sure you're eating enough protein and spreading it out throughout the day, trying to get enough sleep. And then you will be golden. Make sure you don't push your calories up too fast too soon. Go for a body transformation, get yourself in good shape and then go into a gaining phase. Set yourself up to do it in a healthy way. And that's the healthy way to do it. Cool. I'm not going to do a conclusion because I'm literally going to jump straight on and do another episode as a bit of a bonus just to bring it all together.